petite Syrah, a little extra. Put this all wrecked in your cerebral cortex. You want me to rap? Think I'd rather take a nap. It's a wheel. It's your feels. It's, it's the best nightcap. Cheers. Hey guys, it's Sarah. I have a quick announcement before we get to this episode of Petite Syrah. Uh, this is our ninth episode of Petite Syrah. We've done 20 episodes so far in the regular season, and we thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, we decided this is a good place to take a little break, but don't worry, we'll be back after the holidays, and we will bring you more wine and whining and nursing gross weird fun stories. Cheers! Hi. It does have to be funny. <laughs> nuh <Nuh-uh. laughs> Welcome to Batista Raw. It's a little extra. Here it is. And there it was. And now it's gone. Hasta la pasta. I'm also choking on this delicious dry lump that my mother made. <laughs> it's kind of good though, right? It's just chewy. Um, yeah. So today. Yes, it is kind of good. Sorry. I was yeah. distracted by right. Takeshi. Yeah. Um, it is. It's got a little like a. Uh, doughy taste but I like yeah, that yeah it's just oatmeal mm-hmm. it's just oats yeah anyway so oats and hoes oats 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 and barley makes the something grow what's that song barley boats Mm-mm. and don't know no. that one okay so uh, I want to talk about how to prepare for doctor's appointment I know we have briefly mentioned this before but I want to legit explain some things because I deal with this a lot and I want everyone to feel educated on what they should go into a doctor's appointment with besides just your body. It'll help you, man. Yeah. It'll help you get the most out of your uh, the most of. 15 minutes that you have in front of a doctor. Yeah. If and you're really, lucky. Right. And really, they're only allotted about 15 minutes. The insurance companies or the reimbursement or whatever is 15 minutes per person, which is dumb because... Mm-hmm. That's why doctors are always late and you have to wait for every single appointment because you can't just do it in 15 minutes. That is kind of ridiculous. Unless it's a consult, sometimes they'll give you a little bit more time. Right. That's if you're first meeting the doctor ever. But right. if you're just there for a routine visit or to follow up on an issue, that's ain't why, enough time. That's why they're always late, really, because so, they only get 15 minutes and it, whoever just, you know, in and out like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you do actually have to prepare. You don't have to, but you really should. If you want to get the most out of your 15 minutes, um, so there's a couple things. If your doctor has asked you to do any lab work, do the lab work a week ahead of time. Um, sometimes lab the labs don't get to the doctor's office, and if you do a week in advance, you have a higher chance of the doctor getting it and actually being able to make any changes uh, when they see you. Uh, if you wait till two days before, they probably won't have the results. And then they won't know what to do, right? And they won't know what to do. A lot of the changes that we make, especially in medications, if you're on medications, we want to monitor and make sure your organs are all tolerating everything okay, nothing's being affected. We won't know unless we do labs because we do not have x-ray vision. vision, vision button. So I thought that was... Uh, doctors had to get that in med school, x-ray vision. X-ray vision. I think they're like <laughs> cool glasses you buy, but I can't afford them. So, yeah, so do your labs um, so they can actually make any changes when they see you. That's just ideal. Uh, or also if the nurse sees you. I see a lot of patients. If I don't have lab, I will send you home and say, come back when I have your lab. Because it's a waste of everyone's time. Not to be rude, but really, I can't make any changes that the doctor has put forth unless I have your lab results. It's nice of you. Yeah. You're not wasting their money either. I'm not wasting their money. I don't want to charge them just to be like, sorry, let me just look at you and then have you come back again when I have your labs. So, um, 
Another thing you want to bring or do is uh, either bring a bag full of your medications that you currently are taking or write all of them down. That means the name, whatever name is on your bottle is fine. Doesn't matter if it's generic or brand. We all know it or can look it up. The milligrams and how many times a day you're taking it and what route, I suppose. But we all know that. <laughs> like Usually I stick that up my nostril. I don't know. Um, you know. So ibuprofen, I take 200 milligrams. I take it one time a day. That's what we want to know. We want to make sure your med list is correct every time. So again, if we make any changes, we don't add something that might interact with another medication. Uh, Another thing to write down, write down any questions that you might have. If you know you have a doctor's appointment in two weeks and you think of random things, write them on a piece of paper. Keep that paper on your fridge. Write down the list of questions so when you go, you don't call back two or three times. I forgot to ask him this. I forgot to ask him that. You might have a better, you'll have a better discussion if the doctor can directly answer your question. They have tons of information. It's a really good time to talk about whatever you're concerned about. That's so true. How many times does it happen that someone leaves a doctor's appointment and then they call back even just an hour later and they say, oh, I forgot to ask the doctor this. And then you ask the doctor, but then it's never as satisfying as the patient asking the doctor themselves because- They don't get to have a conversation because, you know, they're definitely going to have a follow-up question to whatever Mm -hmm. the answer is. And then they have to go through the nurse and then it takes a day and then you have to get back to them and then it's just not satisfying. Exactly. And the doctor wants is giving you a quick answer Mm because they're talking to us nurses that are then going to relay it. So really try to prepare. I know you're going in, but really do your research ahead of time. It's really going to benefit you. This is to benefit you so you get the most out of what you're paying for and the time that you get. Um, another thing is, uh, write down along with your medic, uh, your question list, any changes that you had. So I know you might have an appointment for a specific reason. Have you had other symptoms since you last saw the doctor? You know, you might be going in for yeast infection. Oh, but also you were having some cramping you don't normally have. And also your, this was hurting. And also, you know, mention any new things that have been going on since you last saw them three months ago. Um, I started drinking a bunch of alcohol recently, (laughs) or my husband died, or anything that's major in your life. (laughs) Like, all that stuff's important, right? Well, some of it, yeah. We don't care if you particularly got a new cat, like, great. Unless you're having, like, weird rashes, then maybe we would. We might ask (laughs) you if you changed your sheets and bought a new detergent. Like, you never know, but, you know. traveled outside of the country. (laughs) Um. You know, I bought I bought new dishware. I don't know. No. Have you licked a toad? You know, I did that actually last week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your oh, face got man. so happy. <laughs> uh, I was like, no way. No. My head just exploded. <laughs> oh, I have met people who've lit, licked like banana slugs and stuff. But why? I don't know. It was like a dare. What is licking a banana slug? I don't do? know. Don't Besides you read books just... about like kids' books about like licking a banana slug? <laughs> no. Oh. No, I don't. Well, my mom was a hippie and read me weird books. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, but relevant stuff like new symptoms you've been experiencing. And the last thing I want to say is ask for the doctor to please write anything they want you to change down on a piece of paper and give it to you. Um, tons of people, you think you're going to remember it. And then you get out and you say, oh, wait, they wanted me to change what to two times a day instead of one times a day? Or they wanted me to do what now? Sometimes, oh, yeah, because you might have two medications that sound alike or two that do similar things, and right? You can't, like, these are both for my blood pressure. Yeah, I remember he said he wanted me to increase one of them for my blood pressure by double, 
which one was it? Right. Mm, and then you're know. calling back. So if you just ask them to please write down what they want you to do before you leave, um, you know, and sometimes people think, I don't need to, they'll send it to the pharmacy. Well, if all they're doing is asking you to take it one time instead of two times a day, they're not going to send that to the pharmacy. You already have the medication. They're just going to give you that instruction and it's your job to remember. So, Oh, you're saying like if you have something that's 25 milligrams and they're like, go ahead and double that up and take 50 milligrams once a day. Right. You don't have to necessarily send a new prescription. You can just take the prescription you already have. Take or, two tablets instead yeah. of one. Right. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Cut it in half. Right. Mm. So, you know, they might want you to take something and taper. Taper basically means either slowly reducing or slowly increasing or slowly stopping a medication. But there's instructions on how to do that. They could tell you, and it could be as easy as, okay, instead of taking it, you know, two times a day, do one time a day for a week and then stop. Well, that sounds super easy, but when you go home, you're trying to remember everything you talked about at the visit, and then you're telling your family, and then you all of a sudden can't remember how long you're supposed to taper Mm-hmm. You know, just it's simple. If you bring, if you do these, you know, five things, it can be very helpful for the doctor, for you, for the nurse, everyone involved. It just saves everyone a lot of time and hassle. It's really good advice because even myself as a nurse, I go to the doctor mm-hmm. and I realize, oh crap, I didn't ask him this. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I just knew I would remember everything because I'm a nurse and I know the things I'm here for right? and what is important and yeah. I know everything. But then they start asking <laughs> you stuff and it's like when you go to a doctor, there's a weird syndrome where you forget everything and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel fine. But then you go, you know, and then you get yeah. home and you're like, shit. So anyway, that's very useful you really will notice you get way more out of your doctor's appointments if you if you do those things. Oh, and knowing your meds. Oh my God. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know I don't take very many medications because I'm young and relatively healthy. I'm relatively young and healthy. <laughs> um, but I take a couple of different things for acne, and two of them are topical things. And I went and to you my, would never know because Sarah has like the perfect skin. Like, because really, I take these things for I, acne that you would not. I mean, like you look at you and you're like the jealous olive, Aww. beautiful Mediterranean skin with perfect eyebrows and oh beautiful God. curly hair and white teeth. And, oh my God, stop. Don't you're stop. You're so beautiful. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I went to my primary care doctor just for regular physical and I needed refills on my prescriptions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the Duac cream. I figured he would be able to just look it up, but there were a couple different strengths of it and I didn't know what it was. And I was just like, great. Now I have to call back and tell him. Right. And hopefully it happens this week because you know, sometimes if you leave a doctor's office and you have to call him and tell him to do something, it doesn't happen right away or sometimes right. at all. And then you have to do it again. Cause yeah. And they never sent it to your pharmacy because there's like a thousand other things going on. Mm-hmm. Also, actually, a patient had this really good idea. Um, I was talking to these, these two Hispanic patients, and he's saying, because the, the lady, a lot of the medications are in English and they're long names, and it was hard to remember. And her, her son was saying, why don't you just take a picture on your phone of each bottle with the medication, and you'll always have them. You can just delete them when you're not taking them anymore oh. and take a new picture. And I was like, that's such a good idea. That's smart. You could even put it in a folder on your smartphone. Yeah. Labeled medicaciones. Right. Medicaciones, yeah. Medicaciones. Or medicamentos, I think is what they say. But you know, anyway, um, except for when we say, okay, take it one time instead of two times a day, and then it's kind of out the window. But whatever. 
It's a good idea. And it's you a can good edit idea. Edit your photo and you can write on it with your finger. There you go. Two times a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Always have a current med list. Always get your labs in a week ahead of time. Write down any questions. Make sure to write, get your instructions written down and make sure to write down any recent symptoms and stuff. All right. So I want to move on to um, weighing yourself at home. We mentioned this on... Uh, I know how to weigh myself. You just stand on the scale and you suck it all in. Uh, no. Take off every bit of clothing because all that counts as weight. And then you suck it in, and then you hope that it says what you think it's what should. I like that sucking it in would make your mask it disappear. Does. It does. <laughs> so you were correct in one thing that you do want to ideally weigh yourself naked. Oh. So here are the four key things. Weigh yourself at the same time every day. Okay. Use the same scale every day. Mm-hmm. Wear the same clothes like underwear or... Be naked, which is ideal because that's your actual just body Wear my weight. lucky underwear that I never wash every single day. Yeah, every single day. Either way, it has to be consistent. That, that same pair. <laughs> well, okay, not the pair, but like the type of underwear. I and call them my spanky panky. <laughs> Sarah, don't get too into my hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the attractiveness I explained earlier is, is a hanky panky. You know? <laughs> um, and then the lastly, make sure you have peed for the morning. It and weigh yourself before eating. So if you pee, you're getting rid of the extra urine water weight. And if you do it before eating, you're not taking into account food. So wake up in the morning, be naked, go pee, and weigh yourself. Ooh, that sounds like a fun recipe for a nice vacation. (laughs) Wake up in the morning, be naked, pee, get on the scale, go have a mimosa. I didn't say that part. I just added Uh, it. uh, But it sounded nice. There you go. Well, yeah, you could probably do that. Weigh in, have a mimosa. Also, any like weightlifters are going to know this because weightlifters, this is how they do it. They like get up every morning naked, they pee, and then they weigh themselves because they're all tracking everything. So the like, why? Why do you have to do all this? Like, so pee? because we want to get your, like your dry weight. So basically as much of your actual, oh, I see what you're saying. Why would we care about what your daily weight is? I was like, what? So we want to see what you're weighing every day. Um, or no, no, no. I'm asking like, why do you have to be naked every day? Why can't you just weigh yourself with your clothes on? Oh, or why well, do you have to like do it at the same time? Oh. And, like, Well, obviously, if you're on a different scale every time, it's going to be different. Each scale is can be very different from the other one. Your clothes are all going to weigh different word. things. Uh, if you eat different meals, it's going to weigh different. How much pee or poop you have in your body, but you can't really. If you can take a poo, great, but who cares, really? But then you better do it every day. I know, so whatever. <laughs> We're not getting that exact, but you know, if you cut your hair two inches off, that's fine. So um, the reason <laughs> weighing yourself is important is, well, it's especially important if you have heart failure. For everyone else, it might just be, you know, aesthetics. Like, I don't weigh myself ever. I don't particularly care. But if you're trying to monitor if you're holding on to fluid, um, this is what we ask people to do. is something called daily weights. So you weigh yourself daily. And um, those are the things they want them to follow, those instructions. Um, and basically what we're looking for is to see the fluid status of your body. So are you holding on to a lot of extra water, um, which can signify worsening heart failure. So, you know, you hold on to tons of water, your heart then has to um, pump harder. So your muscle gets bigger and then it gets super tired and then you can have heart failure because it's having to work really hard against all that extra pressure. Mm -hmm. Basically, I mean, that's like a simplified version of heart failure, kind of, right? Yeah, 
So you're saying, okay. So, so we like, want to monitor if you're if you're holding on to tons. Of, if you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh, I weighed three pounds heavier in the morning. The same thing I did yesterday after I peed naked. You know, I'm three pounds heavier this morning. Well, it's not going to be fat. It's going to be water that you're holding on to. And That's if you're like, true. It's my- really hard to eat that much pizza that you gain three pounds in one right. day. Even right. if you eat three pounds of pizza. I mean, you're not holding on to that. You're going to poop it out. Right. You just are. Yeah. So, you know, um, and then if you're like, oh, my ankles are swollen. That's a lot of times the first thing that gets swollen because water goes gravity and goes to your ankles. Also, it's farthest away from your heart um, circulatory system. So... You could notice your feet or ankles might be swollen, your hands, I suppose, or wrists, I don't know. Usually ankles or legs are where people's feet see it the most. So in heart failure, we really want people to monitor their weight um, and to see if they're gaining fluid quickly. Um, And we also in cardiology really pay attention to people's weight a lot. It's very important as far as your cardiac status. and people are always really embarrassed. They're like, oh, I just ate a lot. Oh, I've gained weight. And we're like, I'm really not looking for fat right now. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm only looking at your fluid status. You know? Yeah, we want just apples to apples comparison. The same circumstance yesterday, the same circumstance today. Because, yeah, some of those other things like your clothes or if you've peed or not, that can add a little bit of weight and that's not really a true comparison because it's like, all right, you're weighing yourself with a full bladder today, but you had an empty bladder yesterday. So is that half a pound really a half a pound of fluid or is that just the volume that's in your bladder? Right. Yeah. And if and if you're just the average schmo Joe who doesn't have heart failure or cardiac condition and their doctor hasn't asked you to do daily weights, you don't need to do all this. If you want a really accurate body weight, then sure. But you know, if you're just curious what your weight is, Still, you're going to get most consistent if you do those things. You're always on the same scale. You wear roughly the same clothes. But these are, I'm talking about actual medical things where they've asked you to weigh yourself daily. You don't just pop on the scale any time of day and take it because it's not going to actually give us a true representation. Then they could start you on a medication to get rid of the fluid when really you're wearing an extra shirt and you had just your eaten. Your big purse. You <laughs> yeah. took your big purse onto the scale today. There you go. So, <laughs> you know, and that's the purpose. Um, if you do end up, Gaining that extra weight, and you have a you know heart failure or cardiac condition, they might say reduce your salt to under two grams a day. Each salt molecule holds a lot of water around it, which then accumulates, adds a lot more liquid in your bloodstream. That ends up that is blood pressure, so that increases the pressure because there's more volume of fluid in your system, which then makes your work your heart work harder. So yeah, that's more stuff your heart's got to pump around, right? Um, and. I forgot what I was going to say. Salt and, oh, they might also ask you to not drink as much water. So if you do have heart failure, they could say, hey, please drink like six six cups or less of water because we're trying to keep your heart working less hard. Which is weird. That seems like the opposite of what people, doctors and health professionals usually Mm -hmm. tell you. They usually say, drink water. Right. But again, water is pressure. It's all in contained in your system and it gets dispersed everywhere. But the more fluid you have in your system and in your vessels is blood pressure. So it's pressure. It all kind of comes together and mixes and your heart works harder the more you have. So not not just everybody though. Not just everybody. This is yeah. specifically heart failure patients. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's kind of where I work. So I'm talking about it. We're getting electrocuted. I don't know who's 
None of us did anything. I think it was me. Okay. Um, so any questions, Sarah, about weighing yourself in fluid and mm-hmm. why we don't want to have fluid in heart failure? I don't have any questions. Okay. Anyway, so that's good if they've asked you to do that. <laughs> so your doctor might say, hey, keep a daily weights. That's what you do. Went over that. And then the last thing they might say is, okay, not the last thing, but one of the last things I want to talk about is monitoring your blood pressure at home. Um, this is- Hey, here's what I did. Okay. I checked my blood pressure and then I checked it five minutes later because the first one was high and the mm-hmm. second one was higher. And then I checked it again 10 minutes later and it was still high. And then I checked it 15 minutes later and it was even higher. Should I go to the emergency room? Is that normal? <laughs> That's- that's what I do. That's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. And it's not correct. <laughs> um, so w- if, if you want to monitor your blood pressure and keep a log for your doctor, that's fabulous. But make sure you're doing it correctly. If you're monitoring your blood pressure, just like Sarah did the example of all the time, like five times in a row, like three times a day, you're going to freak yourself out. You're going to get really anxious because the numbers keep getting higher because you're thinking about it. And our blood pressure responds very quickly. You're making it higher yourself. Right. You're making it higher because you're worrying about it now and you're taking it a thousand times a day and then you're freaking out because it's not where it should be. You know, anyway. You know what's so funny though is that everybody does that. Even my mom who's a nurse mm-hmm. and she knows better, but she'll take it just randomly. Like, oh, today I'm going to check my blood pressure because right. I just feel like I should be responsible and check it so my doctor knows what it is when I go to see him next time. Mm-hmm. And it'll be higher than what she expects. And she's like, okay, oh no. Well, I better recheck it soon. And then she does. And But the whole time- She's worried. She's been thinking about it and stressing. Yeah. So it's higher. And then she's like, okay, I'm just going to give myself 30 minutes. I'm going to rest. <laughs> and does this sound like she's right. resting? No. no. <laughs> I'm going to wait out. for it to go down. And it just keeps going up and up and up. Right. And then she Everybody calls her doctor. That. And then she's like, oh my God, now it's like 180, over 90. Should I go to the emergency room? And you're like, okay, you did that to yourself. And no, it's fine, you know, for the most part. Yeah. So basically, chill. We tell people that do that, Stop. Stop taking your blood pressure. Just don't. Take it one time a day. (laughs) Take it the same time a day. Take it an hour and a half to two hours after your blood pressure medication. If you take any, relax. Sit down for five minutes. Take it. Write it down. It doesn't need immediate action. We look for a trend. So if it's a little high, 130s, 140s over something, and that's you know, within 10, 20 points of what your blood pressure is, just write it down, take it the next day. Obviously, all of these numbers, totally check with your doctor. This is just, these are just examples. This is not medical advice. Um, You know, we we look for as a trend. So we say, take it one time a day, keep a log. If you check it all the time, it fluctuates naturally. So you're going to be freaking out over things like, I walked around and I just did dishes and then I checked it and it was high. Well, yeah, you're walking around, your blood pressure is supposed to go up when you're you're moving. Dishes, which is super stressful and annoying. Super stressful. Who likes, some people like to do that. I actually don't mind doing dishes. (sighs) But, you know, it's going to go up and down all day long is the point. Anything you do makes it go up and then goes down. It goes up and goes down. So you could catch it at any point if you're taking it constantly. And then you're thinking about it anyway. So 
get a blood pressure cuff. <laughs> We're raising our blood pressure just talking about it. And then you're thinking about but it. Then, and then, then you're checking it. And, and then your blood pressure's too high. <laughs> and then have some wine and chill. <laughs> uh, so buy a blood pressure cuff. See if you can have the pharmacist look. Make sure it's the right size for your arm because that can affect it if it's too small or too big. Um, sit still. Make sure your legs are uncrossed. Your feet are flat on the floor. Um you know, your arm is roughly at heart level. I don't know. Um, and then relax. Relax. Take it an hour or two after your blood pressure medication because that's when it's working in your system. And that's what we really want to know. We know before your medication, it's going to be high. We just, that's why you're on the medication if you are. So anyway, now the end of this lesson, you should know how to prepare for a doctor's visit, how to monitor your weight, at home and how to take a home blood pressure monitor. If you have any questions, please write in to Takeshi at Takeshi at gmail.com. <laughs> He's a certified <laughs> bullshitter and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He'll tell you something, that's for sure. <laughs> he'll tell you something. And he'll convince you that he's right. He'll probably share his story. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah. What do you think? Doesn't that no. sound right? That, yeah, that's, that's, for sure. Because, oh yeah, especially the blood pressure stuff because, and I get it why people check it so often because mm-hmm. you get worried. You're like, oh crap, my blood pressure's high. I don't want it to keep being high. Oh crap. It, it makes total right. sense. But yeah. try to avoid rechecking it a thousand times. Yeah, Just, you're making it worse. You're not, tr- you're not meaning to, but you're making it worse. We don't blame you. Just try your hardest not to do it because- Take it the next day. Be It'll probably be don't. better. Yeah. Obviously, if it's like 190 over 100, then call your doctor. Yeah, that's bad. You know, that's not good. Like we worry when it's that high, 200 over 100, that's go to the hospital. And if you're somebody who has high blood pressure, you should get that number from your doctor. Right. Like, hey, when is it so high that I need to call 911 or come in or, right. you know, what's the numbers that I need to panic about? Right. And all of these, if you are monitoring your weight at home, ask what your panic weight is. Ask what your panic blood pressure is so you know all those numbers. So when you are monitoring it, if it is a little high, okay, but it's not as high they said I need to panic, I'll just take it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that way you're not freaking out about it. But if you know that ahead of time, it's another one of those preparing things. You're going to do your doctor's office good. You're going to do yourself good. You're going to feel better. The more knowledge you have is power. That's true. Keeping the log. I mean, I think that's so helpful when patients come in and they're like, oh, I have a log of my blood pressures every day for the past month and my heart rates. And sometimes. Sometimes they'll put a little note about, did this today? Like it was a really right. stressful day or I yeah. exercised this day or hmm. I was sick this day or right. whatever. How you were feeling. So helpful, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's not helpful because they do check it. You know, like I have most of my patients that bring me log, they check it five times a day and I'm like, oh, well, now much. it's all over the place and I can't really see a trend. Mm-hmm. Please come back after a week or two of once a day and now we can really see a trend. Mm-hmm. I mean, all day long it fluctuates. So if we get five, well, I can't really tell, you know, it's, so anyway, true. That's all I gotta say. That's some helpful stuff uh, that you all, all should take and use. How does that Disney thing go? Uh, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Oh man, you're not too young for that. No. Cheers. Cheers. The bears.